Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you're about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, Damen und Herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hit it! The, the, the Sketchomatic Show. singing exercises for you. Equivalent to a nightmare serenade in your ear. That's right. The Sketcho Show podcast returns for another brand spanking new episode. 16. The Sweet 16. This episode is featuring a special guest who is a former on-air talent in radio, has traveled to many different markets in pursuit of her radio career goals and has made quite a name for herself in social media, on YouTube, and with her very own podcast. Wow. My special guest also opens up about family and losing her mother to cancer when she was just at the age of 27. Not only that, but also having to endure the very beginning of the pandemic all at the same damn time. She has witnessed and experienced quite a bit in her still very young life. And I have to commend my special guest because there's no doubt she's quite mature and uh, experienced, versatile. She's learned to roll with the punches. We also get a peek of what it's like working in her new career for Disney Music Group. (laughs) A lot to be covered here in this episode. Without further ado, episode 16. Let's dive Dive! Dive! Oh my god. Oh my god! Sketch your Special guest, digital host, former on air personality, and currently with Disney Music Group, Brooke Morrison. That's right, you heard her, and now I'm going to reintroduce. My friend, who I haven't seen in quite some time here, she's finally back in L.A., has traveled all over the country doing her radio thing, and now has evolved into another career path. My little friend, Brooke Morrison! The applause is going, the crowd is loving it. Brooke, how are you? I'm doing well. It's a little little hot in here, but you know, it's It is hot in here. They turned off the AC on the weekends in the studio. Um, Believe me, I know. (laughs) I was always here weekends or overnights. That's right, that's right. Absolutely. And you worked at iHeart for how many years? So I started as an intern for iHeart when I was 18, Mm -hmm. had multiple internships, but also for like Power 106 and things like that. So it was kind of like Wait, on you worked and off. at Power too? Yeah, I was there for Holy shit. Yeah, j- literally three months, an internship. Power was like college to me. Yeah, no. It was um it was like begin or in the middle of my junior and senior year of college. What, that was what my year? What year was that? 2014. Yeah, I was already way yeah. long gone by then. But you know, it's crazy because I started in ninety seven at Groove Radio, mm-hmm. which is in Santa Monica. Okay. It was one oh three point one FM. Shout out to Swedish Eagle. Oh, um, oh, okay. and then he, and then I got hired with Big Boy at Power One Hundred Six mm. in ninety eight. 
Oh, holy right? wow. Yes. That's a holy long wow. time. That's been a long time. I know. You're young enough to be like my daughter. No. Maybe. I mean, you, you, would look... have, you would have had to have me very young. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do look extremely young. And I, oh I've been God. meaning to tell you this. I wanted to tell you this. <laughs> what? I ran into you randomly at Starbucks, yep. right? Yep. And we were both getting our coffee. Mm-hmm. And then um, as, I, as I was strolling back to the cribbo, I was thinking, I was like, man, who does Brooke remind me of? Because oh I have God. this thing... Where I always, I don't compare, I'm not comparing, but a lot of times people remind me of somebody who's like a celebrity okay. in movies and whatnot, right? Right, right. So when I got back home, I was like, man, and I I was like, ah, Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld? Do, do you get Stein? that? No. Yes, you I remind never. me of her. Hey, I'm Haley Steinfeld. I used to get Selena Gomez when I had short hair. Mm. This is Selena Gomez. And now I get Marissa Tomei a lot. I'm Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei? She, yes. I mean. A crap ton. I get her a crap ton. I don't see them. I, but it's look. mostly people who are over the age of 40 that I get that from. But oh. I get it a lot. But I've never heard Haley Steinfeld. I'm Haley Steinfeld. I'm a big fan of Haley Steinfeld. I mean, yeah, that's a huge compliment. And she's so very, you. she's very attractive. and But she's also a very good actress. I've seen yeah. her in a, quite a bit of movies. Uh, some of those suspense thriller movies. She's really good Mm -hmm. but you both share similar like facial structure i think it might be the eyes the eyebrows you need to change my eyebrows no they're great i I think like you both could look like you could be her sister or something that's very nice you're uh, brooke steinfeld okay there you go all right all right maybe she looks like Haley morrison that's what i was gonna say what do you mean you know what's funny is my sister looks nothing like me so what's your sister's name Blair. Blair Morrison. Yeah. Blair That's Morrison. a dope name, too. Yeah. Is she, are you from the same mom and dad? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Same, same family. Same thing with my brother. We're all from the same, but ne- like none of us really look alike. It's very strange. Interesting. Yeah. Who do you look more like, your mom or your dad? My mom. I am like a carbon copy of my mom. Well, she must be beautiful then. Well, Shout she out was. To your mom. She was, yes. yes very yeah. beautiful. Oh, that's right. That's right. We talked about this at Starbucks. We did. We there did. was a lot we covered at Starbucks. We were standing <laughs> there for about an hour. Yeah, we were. It was were. like we were doing a podcast at Starbucks. We were. We were. It was, it was, a, yeah. And then I was like kind of late to get back to work. So obviously that's the Starbucks that's in the building next to my current building. Yes. And I want to get into that. Okay. Uh, well, I would like to segue into that. Mm, and this is, this seg. is your radio DNA built into you, Miss Brooke. Do you ever get called Brooke Shields, by the way? Nope. No, okay. She see she's way too outside of the your era. But yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't meet too many Brooks in my life. But what's random is, and we're gonna get to the where you're at now. But okay. I wanted to quickly say that I haven't met any Brooks in my life. You were the first Brook I ever met. Oh wow! Right, and then uh, that's my nice. second Brook was my neighbor Brooke Ann Smith, who's all an actress mm. and model and whatnot. But she was, you know, sweet girl. Mm. And I'm just like, man, Brooke is such a, it's such a pretty name. So is Blair, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my parents. Yeah, you they know? got, uh, is your brother's name with a B as Brad. well? Aha, it's the we're Bs. All, we're all bam, bam, bam. Why yeah. the B? They don't know. They they just wanted to name Brad Bradley. And mm-hmm. then Bradley Alexander became a thing. And then they, they kind of accidentally named me Brooke Alexis, not thinking about the fact that it's also B-A-M. And then by the time that Blair came around, they were like, well, we can't just not have her be BAM or else she'd have like this complex of being left out her whole life. So then she became Blair Alyssa. So that's how we all came to be. An evolution of names. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My my parents just named me Christian after like the brandy. There's a lot of Christians. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Not the religion. Definitely. My dad was like Christian Brothers Brandy was his fave. So he's like, you know, and in Spanish, it's Christian, which is a little bit more like sensual to the ear. Okay. Than just Christian. Oh, I mean, you know, different languages. Different but I want to know about your. Well, we talked about your iHeart, us. Uh, you know, your your tenure, I guess, or mm-hmm. your 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 
you traveled all over the country. You went from yeah. okay, so you went from let's get to the where you're working now in just a bit. Okay, because I, I we digress in this podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of subtopics within subtitles like Inception, you know, right? Layers, but hey, it's a podcast. It's you know, we, it's free, open format, and I'll always edit shit down and right, make it right, a little right. tighter and cleaner and whatnot. Of but course. feel free to just if you have a random thought, just throw it in so okay. we can dive into <laughs> it. Okay, um, so. You're at iHeart for what five six years, right? So, yeah, straight, like right? Yeah. Prior to that, power interning. Inter, yeah, it was right. one internship, and I left that one early. And did you <laughs> go yes. to college for radio? I did. Um, I was in the mass comm school at University of Missouri Columbia. Okay. So yeah, for four years, I was studying um, basically broadcasting because we also had a journalism school, but it was kind of more uh, news journalism. And, um, you know, basically the only kind of broadcasting they did within the journalism mm-hmm. school was to be like an, a news anchor or something. So it was just kind of not where I wanted to go. And I knew I wanted to do something with mass media. So that was my, you know, it was um, Bachelor of Arts, mass communication with a focus in mass media. And then I had a multicultural studies minor. And so that's where that all came from and how I was able to get so many internships. I had two in a row with iHeart in St. Louis. And then... I came out here and slept on my brother's couch for the Power 106 internship. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, then uh, you never you never know where it's going to go. Yeah, that's the other part. It's it's show business. Not some the, people don't have to do that kind of stuff, right. and some people do. You you just it's there's no right way to do it. It's always the and it comes down to the cards you're dealt. Whatever right. the universe dealt you, that's how you got to make it work. That's yep. that's it. There's the tools you make them work. If mm-hmm. you have some people don't have the tools. Now I want to ask you. Let's rewind even further. Thanks for telling me about your background with the family and all the history of the names. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you, what about your earliest memories as a child growing up getting into radio? What Mm. I always ask people, what were the roads that you that led you to radio and broadcasting in general? Did you want to do something else? Did you know? Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, I think everybody as a kid who likes music dreams about Oh my God, what if I were to be the next Britney Spears? Or I wonder what that's like. It's Britney, bitch. And so, you know, obviously when I was like a literal kid, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, um, in the 90s or early 2000s, you're like, oh yeah, well, I dream of being Britney Spears, you know, something like that. Britney, but as bitch. you get older and as you kind of realize more about yourself and who you are and who you want to be and what you want to do with your life, I had always been really, really into sitting for hours and watching MTV and VH1 and Fuse and all kinds of different music programming. And, uh, you know, I then was like, I want to be a TRL host. Ah. World premiere here on TRL. This is called My Way. Check it out. But then that became a non-thing. You know, by the time that I actually graduated high school and then further graduated college, TRL didn't exist anymore. Right. And I think the closest thing to it was E! News host. And Mm. so obviously that then became my dream. Right. But I I remember specifically when it comes to radio, I had just gotten my license and was driving in my car and um, Kirk Copeland was on Z1077. Who then, like I ended up being on Z1077, you know, like 10 years later. Right. But in my hometown of St. Louis, Kirk Copeland was that guy. I think he did afternoons for a while. I don't think he does it anymore. But I remember listening to him. Kurt Copeland, you're on Z1077. And thinking, first of all, wow, this is so amazing that he can talk to artists. Like, that's crazy. Because yeah. you think it's so, you know, he's sitting in a studio down the street from where you are. Like, I'm driving the mall. I remember this because I worked at Applebee's. But um, you think he's in L.A. Or you think that he has connections, you know, elsewhere that he knows Shakira. I don't know. You just mm. think that these talent, you know, know the industry. Right. Even if it's, you know, they're sitting in like a warehouse somewhere, you know, down the road being connected 
It's right. being connected. ISDN so that's, back then. Right. And so that's really what drew me. I was like, I want to be that connected to the world of music. And I remember thinking to myself, if he can do this, I can do this. You know, I'm listening to Kirk Copeland. I listened to a couple breaks and I was like, I could do that. You know, like, cool. Yeah. And if that means that I'm closer to music and fandom and everything else that I love about that industry and pop culture, then that's the next best thing. You know, if there isn't TRL anymore and I can't be an e-news host or anything like that, then I'm going to shoot for, for you radio. got to the next closest thing, which yeah. was, was Kirk Copeland's style and what he was doing. And it, it definitely, you gravitated towards that. Right. Um, is any of your family in show business, were they interested like you were? Or was it something that was innate mm-hmm. for you? Because it seems like, just like with Liz Hernandez, mm-hmm. I asked her, she said, oh, you know, it was for me, it was... My earliest memories were listening, sitting in my room listening to like right. oldies with Art LeBeau mm-hmm. and dedications and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was almost instantaneous. Right. Um, big boy, same thing. I'm like, you know, how did you learn to be so witty and all the comebacks? And mm. he's like, can't teach wit. I just was, it just was something that was innate. For right. you, was it something that was just, you felt like it just kind of came with the territory of Brooke? You know what's interesting is the music part of it. Yes, I can say 100%. My both of my parents are musicians, and so is my brother. Ah, there. It and is. then I, in turn, was also a musician. Because, really? What yeah, did you I play? Clarinet for ten years. Oh, I can see you playing <laughs> Shut a up. clarinet. Shut That's up! So I was also in marching band. But um, but my brother can play seven to ten different instruments. He also like builds his own violins and just what? crazy shit. Yes, can you, he's like, amazing. Can you read and write music? Yes, notes? he can. Can you? Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I can still read music, crazy. but I haven't in a very long time. You mm. know, so because it, it's something that yeah. I just knew wasn't in my future. But no, music is has always been a language to me. It's yeah. always been very close to me. My mom saying my dad is still in a band. You can go watch my dad perform if you're in St. Louis, Missouri, somewhere. Damn. And he he literally just had a show yesterday. You know what I mean? So like, what does he play? Guitar and he sings. Oh wow! And he's so, a singer. What like what kind of music? They, it's cover bands. Oh okay. You know it's a cover band. That's cool. So they'll do you know like they'll go to like a winery. They'll you know they'll get hired by. A winery somewhere or like a bar on a Friday night and mm-hmm. they'll get paid a few hundred dollars. Yeah. But like, you know, they stand up and sing for hey, like three some hours. Some of those cover bands are like some of the dopest. Cover b- I've seen some really good ones where, right. you know, they'll do some journey and you're like, Damn. But we, that's what I'm saying is we literally I grew up singing with my parents and my dad so sitting and playing guitar. Too? Yeah. You, what? Yeah, but I, it's not it's not good enough to be considered a saint. You know what I mean? It's like right. I'm not I'm not horrible and I don't like I'm not tone deaf. I have very good key. I, I I have very good. You can pitch. carry a tune. I can carry a tune. I like to sing. It makes me feel good. But again, I think that's where that's the innate part for me. Mm. And then also wanting to feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself because that's really what fandom. And I say this. I have my own podcast, and it's called Fandom Culture because oh. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I, I've listened. Oh, I good. checked Thank it out. You. Yeah, yeah. When Thanks. I first got into podcasting, I checked people I knew that had yeah. podcasts, see what they were up to, what's right. doing. Just like you said with Kurt Copeland. Mm-hmm. When I heard everybody else, including Joe Rogan, I was like, you know what? I can do this. Right. right I can do right, this. Like, right. I know I can do this. It's not, I don't have, I'm not doing a radio show, but mm-hmm. still, I include my radio background training and implement it into the podcast, right. which is, you know, you get the sound effects, you get the, the <laughs> yeah. cool transitions, the TikTok <laughs> intro. Yeah. It's all like a radio podcast, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but with you... You see Kurt Copeland, mm-hmm. and you're like, I can do this. And you've been, you've had this musical background. Right. My my mom was a singer in Mexico City. My dad was oh, a recording wow. engineer. So oh yeah, it, uh-huh. it's it's Makes in your sense. blood. Right. It's in your blood, Brooke. Right. It is. And then um, then fast forward. So so okay, it we know that 
it's somewhat inherent in you. It, it comes yeah. with the the family background, right? Along with the B names, right? Right. <laughs> but right. then, like, you, uh, you don't pursue the singing. You don't pr- pursue know. the the musician route. You pursue the broadcasting, mm-hmm. and that was the road that pretty much led you to radio, right? Yes. It always fascinates me how people get into it. Uh, yeah. it. It's a very interesting road. Everybody has a different uh, take on it, mm-hmm. but they all lead to the same place right the same control room right and that's always cool to hear about um let's move on to uh oh and then you leave but i remember you doing i remember when uh, real 92.3 first started i remember you Mm -hmm. did like a little on-air thing didn't you yeah kind of they put me on air for a few weekends right but it was but it was just kind of you know and i told you i've told many people this actually doc winner is the kind of person to actually give people opportunities Not many PDs are. Not many like markets are going to just take a chance on anybody. So it was very strange to have someone like Doc, who you know, very high up in the company, and you know, what is a personality in his own right and things like that. He's like a mythical radio legend. He is, which is he was on air in St. Louis the year I was born. Oh my god! (laughs) Yes, which I always give him shit for. More music, magic, one hundred eight. Welcome back to the Quiet Storm. I'm Doc Winter. If there's a song or someone who stepped into your life recently, has made your jacket edge smooth, has made your woof, I'd like for you to send me a letter and tell me about this person. Address it to Doc. Uh, basically, Doc is the kind of person who has looked around the room and basically been like, could one of these people be the next thing? And mm-hmm. so that was kind of the thing with with me is that he knew that I wanted to be on air. He knew that I was working my ass off to do so. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was basically like, I'm going to have you track, you know, a couple hours on weekends and see how that goes. Mm. But then kind of immediately after that, um, I was offered part time at KGGI in Riverside. Yeah, which is also iHeart. It is also yeah. iHeart. Yeah, but it's rhythmic. And so obviously move, it, for me, it made sense to move off the R&B hip hop right. side of things, because, again, I, I am not at heart a hip hop talent um, and never really wanted to pursue that. It was just, you know, thankfully, Doc yeah. wanted to give me a shot. Yeah. And that's amazing. And, and it led to it led to a bunch of other right, stuff. Yeah. Right, right. So even though it was just like maybe one or two weekends, maybe three at the most, it led to then me, you know, being a talent in my own right mm. in Riverside. And that was that was basically weekends at first, and I had to drive all the way out there and back. Yeah, it's far. The, yeah, it was. It's far. It was a lot. I've been stuck in traffic quite a bit, you know, going out there. But that was kind of the first situation that I had. Your introduction to being major market radio in yeah. Los Angeles and even Riverside, even though it's outside of, it's still Southern California. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. a major market, regardless. Right, and that's the thing is, I was doing part time in, in Riverside, and then that even like if, not eventually, that actually pretty quickly led to me doing part time on air at Z1077 in St. Louis, which is my hometown. Yeah. So while I was at Real doing board opping mm-hmm. and doing all the part-time work and, you know, trying to work my way up and, and being Nina Chantel's producer. And yeah. first I was with Letty and Damage and, uh, yeah. you know, just like kind of hopping around. I was also on air in multiple markets. Yeah. And then from there was tracking into some other stuff, which then led to my full-time positions. So anyway, timeline, but yeah. That's sweet though. Now, yeah. what shift did you do at KGGI on part-time? It depended on the schedule. So, but it was mostly it was the midday, That's either cool. Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I could picture you doing that. Yeah, That's, it was. It's a good. It's a good uh, time slot. Oh yeah. There. Oh yeah. And then I eventually actually took over tracking um, for middays every day for KGGI because they were you know everybody radio goes through so many roster changes, mm-hmm. especially if like budgets are cut or something like that. So at the time they just didn't have anybody um, doing it, and so they. Kind of right before I was offered the full time job in Charlotte, based off my relationship with the PD of Z1077, 
they had put me on air, quote unquote, full time, basically tracking from here at KGGI. And I did that for maybe three weeks. They had like printed out, you know, stuff with me on flyers. Like, yeah, they started to do promotional stuff. And then I eventually was just like, I can't do this anymore because I just got offered a full time job in Charlotte and I'm leaving. So that led you to Charlotte. So you leave L.A. Mm -hmm. after what's almost seven years at least of doing of doing radio. I'm doing right. Yes. I mean, L.A. I had lived here for almost three years when I left the first time. And you you're originally from St. Louis. Yeah. Which is cool because I love when people are (laughs) from other parts of the country and then they come to L.A. and they get on the radio. Mm. That's you know, it's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely something that I fought for yeah of course but it's strange because then you kind of get into the the locality of radio and how they actually don't like it especially in LA they would rather have somebody who's from LA be on LA radio and so that's also kind of strange Mm. conceptually like just kind of like trying to figure out where you fit in right you know the larger market find your lane but you know people in LA most of the time, they don't give a shit. As long as you're entertaining, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just get me through this traffic yeah. ride home. and, and Oh, then, right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But I will say, it's it's definitely more it's more of a thing for hip-hop and R&B oh, radio yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. than well, it is for top 40. Because it's more culture-driven. Absolutely. And, 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 of course, in right. hip-hop, West Coast. You know right. what I mean? You don't want, like, some non-mean hip-hop dude from New York. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, so it definitely comes into play. Right. And even more so for hip hop and R&B. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Top forty is a little forgive, more forgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, you consider people who are on Kiss FM. Most of them aren't from Los Angeles, but yeah. they sound LA as fuck. Right, and most right. people don't even know, don't care because you sound right. cool. Right, right, right. How is it though, leaving LA after being in radio? You know, the number two market, but yeah. still, even though it feels like it's, it's number two, but it still feels like it's the number one entertainment mecca. Oh, really? you know? to me, yes. 1, more than New York. Yes. New York's number one because there's more people there. They're well, all living on top of each other. New York is more for like modeling and Broadway. Right. And they, you know, that's yeah. pre- and some TV and yeah. that's well known. But, but yeah, the LA rest of it is out here. At. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And do you feel uh, when you move and you, you move to what you move back to? Where did you move? No, from I moved a, to Charlotte. You moved to Charlotte here, and yeah. you never lived in Charlotte before. Never. And you never been there before. Mm, I had been there once for basically the tour of the station and basically uh-huh. to be like it, it. They call it a visit. They right. call it like a, you know, just a market visit mm-hmm. to and see what's what up. market is it, by the way? Uh, right now, I have no idea. Uh-huh. But well, when you went, when I went, it was either twenty three or twenty four. Not bad. Maybe twenty five, but I know it was in that uh, that area, and I don't know if it's gotten bigger or smaller because it changes all the time. It's I heard as well, right over yeah. there. But you go there. I remember because I asked this when I remember when I moved to Miami. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Miami, it was we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll we, talk we about both Miami. worked at Clear Channel. When I worked there, it was Clear Channel. I heart oh. wasn't it was invented yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like 2004 or something like that. Oh, when I, yeah. that's a long time. Long ago. time ago, you were a little yeah. baby. I right? oh, yeah, I was like 10. Oh, but yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like crazy. 10. It's wild, and here we are now. Yeah. It's just it's so wild how the universe works like that, Absolutely. isn't it, Brooke? Yeah. Um, the reason I say this is because I remember when I moved to Miami to work at Clear Channel, it was, uh, I just remember feeling like, oh man, because I had never lived anywhere else but LA. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was homesick. Did you get homesick? <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> I mean, LA homesick. Yes. yes. And here, God, it's like hard to put this into words now, but just because like- Take your time. I should have known, based on how I felt, even during that market visit, I should have known- that I was not going to be happy there um, because I love LA so much. And I had always kind of like idolized it in a way. Like it's this, it's this idol to me. Like LA to me is 
the coolest place you could be. Right. Like, it's just like everything right. and it's everywhere. And it's just like, I have it on a pedestal and I always have ever since, you know, like you would watch the Hills, you know, and I would be in St. Louis, Missouri, like after school, watching the Hills oh. and everything. And you see all the, the B-roll and everything else. And it's of like Beverly Hills and like uh, Malibu and like things like that. You just always think like, wow, that exists. Yeah, and all the celebrities place. live there. Yeah. yeah so to me, L.A., when I when I got here, I was like, no, this is where I want to be. And the only reason I left was because I felt as if I was sold a dream, honestly. Uh. And it took me a very long time to come to terms with that and kind of, you know, place place that, you know, kind of label on it. I was told by almost everybody that I trusted in radio, higher ups and all, that you had to move away to come back. Yeah, like, that's usually the case. They send you mm-hmm. away to mm-hmm. a smaller market so that you can, quote unquote, improve. Right. But all with the intention bring of you bringing you back. Right. That, in my specific case, never happened. Mm. And I found out it was never going to happen four months into me moving to Charlotte. And I had only moved to Charlotte because that dream was sold to me and because right. I would have given anything mm-hmm. to make this dream happen. Like I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a team player. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. I'll go. You're like, of course. Like I've already like I slept on floors and couches. I'm broke off my ass. I need a salary. You know, like uh yeah, if it's gonna it's it was it full means, time over there, right? It was, yeah, it was full time. Benefits, all that. Benefits and all. Mm-hmm. But if that means that I can come back to LA and do what I love right. and finally live in the city of my dreams, absolutely. And then four months in, I come back here and ask one of those higher ups, like, okay, so like, yeah, what are the plans? Just so I know. Yeah, just so I know. Because I wasn't even like, I don't need to be moved back now or anything like that. And I'm not expecting a job, but I'm like, what's the next step? Just so I'm like, I have something to work towards and to look forward to. What's the next step move here? Yes, right. Because I was so depressed. I was so sad. In Charlotte, you were not feeling it. No, no, no. Now, let me, let's dive a little bit into that. Yeah. Before we progress into the, you know, the dream of. That was sold and then eventually shattered. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't say that with malice. I'm right, just saying right, I've, right. No, de- I've dealt with that. I've had the rug pulled out from underneath yeah. my feet quite a quite a bit. I was banned from this building for six months. Yeah, I get know? it. Yeah. yeah. So and and then brought back by this very same person. Mm-hmm. Wild, right? Strange. Can't write shit like that. No, you no. never. You, that's on me. You never know. Yeah, it's, you never and, know. And I'm very the grateful. Wild West. But I will say this to you, Brooke. Just as a you know. I'm almost 45 years old and I've, I've been down the path. I'm, I'm granted I haven't done on air and I have no agenda to do on air stuff. Right. Even though I've done on air stuff in my younger years, mm-hmm. segments with big before that I did on air. I did morning show at groove radio. Yeah. I've had and Yeah. I was like, do I want to be on there? Yes, I do. But mm-hmm. it's not that I have to do this because I did it and it's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's hard to maintain that that yes. stability. You're right. And, you know, you got to be careful, especially nowadays. You got to be careful what you say, how you say it in the context it said, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me just, you know, keep my head down, work in production. Yeah. And but again, I've had my dreams completely just wiped off mm-hmm. and, and it sucks. You know yeah. what I mean? But I wanted to ask you and dive into for you and Charlotte, what was it that made you so sad that you weren't feeling? What was it? Can you talk about that specifically? I mean, it felt 80,000 worlds away right. from the world of L.A. Mm-hmm. And the world, the the music industry. There is no music industry in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. And it's not to talk down about Charlotte. Like, listen, people who live there love it. Like, people who live in Charlotte, people move from other cities to go live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Which, again, to me, blows my mind. <laughs> just because it, it was never somewhere that I ever thought right. about living. Or, you know, like, I just had no 
context. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, but people love it. People have moved from Nashville to Charlotte. People have moved from New York to Charlotte. People love it. Yeah. But that's how I knew it was the wrong place for me. And that's how I knew no matter what happened, I had to get back to LA somehow. Right. And then Charlotte takes you to Miami. It does. And so how does that transgress? How does that even come into the fold? Please tell me about it. Well, first, my PD in Charlotte, his name is AJ, which I don't even think he's in radio anymore. I mm. think he was like let go during, again, in a non-embarrassing, non-fired way. But in the pandemic, of thousands course. of people were furloughed, let go. Furloughed. Furloughed. Right, right. And then never brought back yeah. or something like that. So in all seriousness, AJ... Unfortunately, I don't think he is with any company anymore. Right. Like I heart are in radio at all. Mm. Um, but at the time, and this is something that I have had to kind of like cope with as well is he knew I was unhappy. And even though I tried to hide it, I would still talk to him about it sometimes. And I, I think eventually he just realized nothing here is going to fulfill her going to fill that void yeah Mm -hmm. and so he was actually the one who said listen there's a job opening in miami y100 right y100 Mm -hmm. yeah which is like their kiss fm it's their kiss fm and you know pretty much in the world of radio i think radio execs consider it to be market number three even though it's not even top 15 i think where it is top 15 Uh, it might be 11 or something like that as far as analytical ratings it's it's number whatever but in more of the popular vote right 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 it's like new york la miami right because miami Um, is very popular we gotta admit it is yeah yeah. and it's like you know kind of the third place other than chicago that all the artists definitely want to do a tour in warm and shit it's warm yeah it's warm that's where all the execs have houses you know blah 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 so it led me there basically because like AJ was just like, oh yeah, she's friggin' unhappy. And yeah. I was like, you right? You what know, shift like, did I you am. do in Charlotte, by the way? Um, I was doing, oh my God, let me try to remember. I think I was doing afternoons, but then eventually moved to middays. Mm. Um, but it was just because I was starting to do custom. And if like people don't know what custom is, it's I was starting to track into multiple different stations a day. And at that point I was on air in Dallas. I was on air in St. Louis. I was on air in Charlotte. And then wow. I did custom. So I was being paid. I I made over six figures the years, the year and a half that I was in Charlotte because you know, they, they pay you like another 10,000 increment, pl- you know, per other, um, market that you're in yeah, i mean yeah. it's anywhere between five and ten that's still good money and you're getting paid endorsement fees right for i was making endorsement fees mm-hmm. i was making my base salary and all doing that. appearances so, and shit yeah i was doing nice. appearances which wasn't bad and that's the thing is i'll never sit here and be like what a pointless stupid right. experience that i had there because it pointed me towards what i actually prioritize in my life and in my Absolutely. career regardless of how bad it may feel right it still teaches you something it was yeah and it was a rough year and a half i will never downplay that it's the most depressed i've ever been it's the most sad i've ever been in radio um and then yeah so that led to miami and to be honest i was told by the pd there and they had just flipped that entire station like the old pd had been let go rob miller had taken over um you know to be my boss's boss and it, it everything had kind of moved around there right before i got there and so the mm. pd there at the time which who i will not name because i don't think we have that great of a relationship but okay. she was trying to rebuild a team and she wanted a new talent other than the talent that was already there she wanted someone new to come in and do middays and so that's where it came in for me to be brought in i i think you know she told me at one point i was her top choice for middays that's which again 
No, it was amazing. Yeah. It, it was great, and it blew my mind because I was like, "Oh, okay, I got you know, sure." I, I've never even considered moving to Miami. Yeah. I guess uh, yeah. cool. And then did another market visit for that. And when I got there, you know, like it was cool. You know, <laughs> it was just like I was already going um, because I think it was Rolling Loud was there one weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was already headed to Miami, and it just so like it worked out that. They didn't have to pay for me to come down. Mm. I was already out there. Have you there. ever been to Miami before? I had never been to Miami wow, before. Wow, look at you just going to the... You're getting full-time gigs and <laughs> places you'd never been. I mean, right, that's, right, that's right. the beauty of radio, though. I mean, well, yeah. It depends on what you're looking for, and that's it depends true. on what you want. Yeah. And that's really what it was for me, is like I knew that Charlotte was not what was going to make me happy. Right. But I also was unaware... Of what Miami would make me feel like, I just knew that staying in Charlotte wasn't the. No, nah, it's not the move right yeah. there. And is, is Char- real quick, is Charlotte near any water or? Anything? No, no, no. no. You have beaches. to drive to yeah. get to the. Yeah, I would say like it's kind of in the center of North Carolina, and mm. then you have to drive a little bit to get to South Carolina. And obviously, South Carolina has like Charleston and all yeah, of that, yeah. which is like on the water. And, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of it's a landlocked like, city. Other than Vegas. It feels like cities that are close to the water just have an entirely different vibe and atmosphere. Yeah, well, it. believe me, Miami blew my mind. Yeah, it's wild out there. What? I mean, like, whoa. what are people doing? It's cr- I don't in even Miami. know. It's like still blows my mind. It's till this very minute, right now, it's it's wild over there. But right. did you enjoy Miami? I did. Yeah, you I, seem like it. It was the well, okay. So it was the first time that I felt like I had a big girl job, like yeah. especially in radio. It yeah. felt like. I'm on air full time in Miami, Florida. I've arrived. Yeah, it mm. felt like I'd arrived. It was the first time, I, only time in my career I did like a jingle ball, mm. which, you know, like your entire career, if you work for iHeart, you either want to go to the iHeart Radio Music Festival or you want to be the voice of God somewhere. You want to do a jingle ball. And that was the first time I was ever allotted that opportunity that I was ever kind of like, oh, here, you know, we're going to have you do this, this and this. You're going to do the interviews. Mm. You're going to go on stage. And I was like, oh, my God, like that's what. So for the first you know, like four months, it felt very like dope. Like it felt like really good. Right. Also knowing mm-hmm. that Miami was not where I wanted to also, end up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it was so strange. Mm-hmm. And then things started to get weird between people on that team. Like in, internal. Internal right, things, right, right. which things had held over there from the former uh, you know, lineup they had. Right. But the playing field had changed. The playing field had changed. Yeah. So the people that were left had very like just kind of um, what's the word for it? Not beef, but just like kind of old grudges, I guess, and, and things like that held over mm. from things that I wasn't even included on. I had no context for but like, you're just guilty by affiliation now. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm taking people's places yeah. and, you know, things like that. You're, you're like, so, basically, you're the, you're taking their baggage that yeah. you had nothing to do with. I had nothing to do with it. And then, of course, you know, like the people there, too, had just gotten a new boss. So now they're struggling with having to listen to somebody new while they think they know more about that market. Right. And it just, it got to a point where I was like, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to end. And I feel like it's not going to end well. Classic case of too many chefs in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. And to be honest, to their defense, okay. I understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were born and raised in Miami. Mm. And then you have somebody who's not even from this country come in. Wait, and, you're not from this country or the PD? No, 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 oh, the okay. PD, the okay. PD. And basically like turn their world upside down and mm. say like, actually the way that you've always done it, we're going to change it. And we're not going to do any of the Miami stuff that you guys have done. We're going to do this new stuff. Whoa. Yeah. So, but again, it's like, that's generalizing it. And there are like a lot of nuances in there and a of lot course, of like yeah. back and forth. And a lot of decisions were made based on, I'm sure, analytics and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. 
But I walked into something that was already a thing. It was like a like a hurricane. It was. You know? With Which all, I did all, have to deal with when I was there. Did you? Or did yeah. You, yeah, I remember getting... There were a couple, yeah. I remember getting light showers that um, were... But they were like... No, we got like hurricanes. Yeah, you actually... <laughs> I was only there for six months and I got out yeah. right before an er, uh, earthquake, right before a oh, real hurricane, hurricane mm-hmm. hit. And I lived in uh, Miami Springs, which was oh. seven minutes from South Beach, right near the Miami International yeah. Airport. Right, right. And I remember it rained one night and I lived like in like near a golf course, actually, in this like duplex house setting where each house was identical, but they were all separate. Okay. It was really nice. Two bedroom house. The rent was ridiculously low. I mean, it was Ugh. insane. Out here, it would cost like $4,000 oh a month. God. Out there, it was like 1200 a month. What? Yeah, two bedroom house. I had no furniture. It was, I was like, I felt like I was squatting in my oh, own this apartment. This is 2004, right? This is 2004. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm sure it's gone up maybe. I mean, that's to, expensive for 2004. Actually, it is. It so, is. Yeah. But two bedroom house. I mean, this place yeah. was pretty massive considering right. it's, you know, and it was on a golf course. Anyway, that's the point amazing. is storm hits. And I remember being in the room, in my room, like editing because I did it from my bedroom sometimes when mm-hmm. I was at home. I was like pouring raindrops for the size of nails. Yeah. Electrical storm, like thunder striking. Mm. And I'm like, yo, this isn't even a real, this is just yeah. a, a preview. Yeah. Miami is a whole different world. Yo. It's a whole different world. It like, is definitely a different planet down over there. No, and that's what I mean. Everything from the culture to the people to yeah. the vibes. like Alligators it, and shit just walking alligators. around. Alligators. I mean, even in Orlando, you know, because like I, I, when I was down there, I made sure to go to Orlando at least three times because I love Disney. Yeah, of course. And uh, even that, I was like, this is still really strange. Like, it's even like a, though. Yeah, you're in a Disney world on a different, in a different part of the country. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what Disney is like in Japan. Don't they have it in Japan? Yeah, they have it and one in, in France. Japan. In France, yeah. yeah. And then in China, I think too. Really? Hong Kong. Really? Disney, yeah. It must be cool. But um Yeah, they got some cool Disney parks. But okay, so you're in Miami. Mm-hmm. You go from, you know, you travel around, you take in Miami, you take mm-hmm. in the partying, the club scene, the, the you're a celebrity in essence out there. Uh, right? On really. the air. On the air. It well, here's the thing too, is like I it only lasted six months and then oh, the pandemic same. hit. How many months have you been on the air? Six? So, yeah, so I listen, I had moved officially, I think in September of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic obviously hit in March 2020, of 2020. Right. So, yeah, September, October, yeah, so it's like six months of actual just normal life. Right. And me being on air. BC before COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. But then people, you know, they'll tell you this all the time. Like it takes a couple of years for people to even get to know totally. who you are on, on air yeah. and to recognize you with the station. So I was never given yeah. that kind of career name in uh, Miami, even though I did my best. Right. And in Florida, it was really strange because like it never really like shut down completely because Floridians and yeah. it, it's just a very I remember that. I yeah, remember. they they don't. They're oh, I, how do I? <laughs> like they they're, they're the kind of state, okay, who does not believe in masks and did not care about COVID yeah. and would rather keep the clubs open. More of the younger generation mm. wanted to keep partying. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but well, that's the thing is like again, it's a it's a different world, especially from California. I and that's another reason why I like California. Again, it's like not to get any kind of political, but I my beliefs align with a lot more things out here than they do with that. So it also got to a point where I felt strange Mm. about what I should even do Mm. when it came to work, when it came to being outside in general or like going to a grocery store because I would want to wear a mask because again, it's like regardless of what's happening around me, I just want to make sure I'm not getting something. Right. Not that I'm like sitting here like, 
telling anybody else what to right. do or whatever. And you're not a hypochondriac either. No, I'm not. Right. But it's like, but again, when when you know it's worldwide news that mm-hmm. there is a global pandemic and it's killing people and. Yeah. People are I, dropping like flies. The whole right. planet is in red. Right. They show, remember they show right. the whole planet in except, red. But again, except for Florida. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, but uh, cases in Florida were skyrocketing. People still weren't wearing masks. People didn't want to get the vaccine. Fucking like, alligators were wearing masks. Right. But, so it just got to a point as well as like, you know, after I had moved back home to St. Louis and my mom had passed away and then I moved back eventually mm-hmm. about three months later after I had gone through all of that and just came back to, again, what felt like a different planet. Mm. It was just very odd. And at that point, iHeart as a company, and this had nothing to do with Florida, iHeart as a company decided to close all their offices and make everybody work from home. Still happening. Right. (laughs) So we had to work from home again, but like not many companies in Florida were closed because a lot of people didn't believe in it mm. or didn't want to or didn't want to feel like they were being told what to do. Early on. This, this is still, still the very, very beginning. There yes. was no, not even the crust in anybody's eye right. of a vaccine, quote This might have been like right. May, June, you right. know, when I finally got back to Miami I of 2020. That. Yeah. Yeah. God, TikTok was, was a thing. Like, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I was, I was like recording from home and I spent really? the majority. Yeah. Let me ask you real quick. What shift did you do again? Remind me. This might be the weed. I, no, I did middays. I did middays in Miami. In Miami. Yeah. And then I was doing afternoons, St. Louis. Louis, and then I was doing um, nights Dallas. Right, but Miami was middays. Yes, Miami Copy was that. middays. Okay, yes. okay, and then and then you were voice tracking from home, which was also I were just I remember the Zoom quality of even Stern did that. I remember yeah. when when the pandemic hit, Howard Stern. Everybody went home, and he's still working from home yeah. in his basement, right? But they have it all set up right now. Right, right, but right. But they were they did one episode. Fully on Zoom, and it sounded the quality yeah. going. You know how his show it sounds like the voice of God. Yeah. The quality of the mics are uh, it's, it's impeccable, mm-hmm. and they they had to do a show from home, and you had to record from home, and it was right. all like, did you have equipment? Did they supply you with the right they equipment? They did, and that's right? what I mean. It's did it like, sound like you were recording from home? Oh yeah. Oh my God. You know, yeah. Everything sounded different. It's like the quality, uh, yeah. that, but that's made the Zoom quality almost normal. Remember? Right. Right. For a right, while, it was right. like, oh, for two years, if you hear somebody on Zoom, ah. Oh, Fuck it. You know well, what right. I mean? Because it, well, again, it's like it because it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was that's why it was like kind of nice at that point because I was grieving the loss of my mom. I want to get into that if you're okay with talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, we can talk about um, that. May I ask how she passed away? Uh, cancer. That's right. It mm-hmm. wasn't COVID. It was not COVID. And she this runs in the family, the cancer. It doesn't. No. But yeah, no, it doesn't. My grandma did die from breast cancer. Ah. But usually if one person has breast cancer, that's what runs in the family. My mom did not have breast cancer mm. and I've been blood tested and I don't have any cancerous genes. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's not genetic on on our side, but cancer. And this is what we're talking about, too, in Starbucks. It's like cancer in and of itself is kind of being fed to us, I think, in a lot of different ways. Oh, absolutely. And in my mom's case, it was uterine cancer that eventually metastasized mm. to lung cancer and when it comes to like ovarian cysts or cancers or anything to do with kind of like, uh, you know, women reproductive system, reproductive exactly. system. Right. Um, a lot of it could be um, from even um, baby powder, tampons, yes. oh, yeah. using Under the wrong chemicals, deodorant, and stuff like that. Uh, right. Paint. Right. Right. Paint. And, I mean, anything, everything yeah, and certain everything. Underwears, too. It's it's, it's so wild. odd. I know. Yeah, certain like thread fucking soap in your shampoo. clothes. Right. 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 Yeah. So I'm and that's. They'll never be able to tell you where it came from specifically, obviously. But in in that case, I know for a fact it wasn't just because it was something genetic. Mm -hmm. She, you know, 
had let it go for such a long time and I'm not, you know, putting any blame on my mother, but you know, she had been sick for a while and just didn't wasn't and aware didn't, of what you was said happening. She didn't mention it, right? She, she didn't yeah, tell she anybody, didn't mention it to right? us. Which um, is very typical. I remember Norm yeah. McDonald did the same thing, comedian who passed away recently. He yeah. had it for years, never told anybody. Right. Well Chadwick Bozeman too, you know, like yes, suffered in silence for but a long time. That's another one who's young. It's right, like you're right, so right. young. And he filmed Black Panther. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. But, but that's what I'm saying is yeah. like it seems like it becomes more frequent. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's more frequent now to get cancer, honestly. Yeah. And and that's really what that was. Right. And, you know, in that case with my mom, we I mean, none of us even and I've talked to my brother and my sister about it. We've had all the like really dark kind of like really hard conversations to have. Do you think there's anything we could have done? Do you think we should have seen it? Do you think it was you know, someone's fault. Do you think it was right. something's fault? Would we have to get a lawyer involved? Right. You know, all these other things. And honestly, the basic answer is cancer comes from out of nowhere yep. and it affects people differently. And sometimes you have no symptoms. And it can and hide. It can it hide. Can hide. It's, it's stealthy. Like, yeah. So, I mean, we we definitely did have all of those conversations. I mean, I do send my deepest condolences to you, you, my friend, because I can relate my uncle yeah. Jerry passed away, uh, oh 78 God. years old, pancreatic cancer. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I've told yeah. this on the podcast before, but I'll reiterate it now. Is um, Jerry, uh, he had a heart attack mm. and had to have a quadruple bypass surgery, right? Wow. I mean, he was in the Hollywood Hospital, you know, near that Scientology. He wasn't Scientology, but it was near that big Scientology center, the blue oh. one. Oh, off, yeah, yeah, off, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. Off Sunset, I believe. I don't know, Something but like I know that. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that big, big one. Yeah. Had bomb doctors from all over the country in there working on him Mm -hmm. quadruple bypass surgery ran every test known to man on him right not one sign of cancer six months later he gets diagnosed and they're like why didn't you see it no because these things are silent killers man they are they are and that's what i mean is like by the time that they caught it with my mom her lungs were covered unbelievable it just it just metastasized spread everywhere there was absolutely nothing anyone could have done And did you, do you feel, and this is all, This when is this happening? What Where are you at in your radio career? What, what state are this you in? Happened, You're in Florida? I'm in Miami. This happened the week that everything shut down for COVID. So COVID hits and yes. then your mom gets yes. diagnosed or passes? Gets diagnosed. Okay. And then how long after she's diagnosed till she passes? Two months. God damn. Yeah. She passed away May 5th of 2020. <sighs> and we found out around March 8th or actually maybe March 11th. It was a Billie Eilish concert and I was at in Miami and I remember like I was staying there with my PD at the time and then like one of my coworkers was standing next to her and I had to turn to her and be like I just got a call from my sister. She says my mom collapsed and she's in the hospital and they think it might be cancer and I have to leave. And, what, and I loved Billie Eilish at the time and I was like Course. strange yeah i was like wow i love billy eilish now i know, you know? no and i love She's her great. now but it's like she was like i was her for halloween that oh, year the year before and like yeah i, lo- I can I, see that and I, I was so yeah but i was so like i was like of course it would happen like the one concert i actually want to see and i just remember thinking i was like it can't be no like they're exaggerating like my sister likes to exaggerate mm. like okay you can't just say they think it's cancer when a doctor hasn't said it had right. you know hasn't said that but my mom was the one who was like it's cancer she said it. Yeah. She like knew. Right. And when she collapsed. When she collapsed, they brought her into the hospital. Uh-huh. The next day I flew home. And then by literally by the time I got to St. Louis, the next day drove straight to the hospital. And turns out after we did get the, you know, the results back, mm-hmm. it was stage four lung cancer. So you're in, you fly back home, you visit mom, mm-hmm. everything, you know, you spend time I guess set up the affairs if you well, have to. A, what do you, what so, do you, what's the next move after this? So I 
it was, yeah, went back to St. Louis within the next three days, flew back to Miami, was there for four days, maybe packing everything because I knew I had to go back to St. Louis and didn't know how long I would be there. Because mm. by that point, we knew that there was absolutely nothing we could do. Mm. And she didn't want chemo. Yeah. So I basically had to talk to my PD at the time and everything else and be like, I am moving back to St. Louis. Mm. Um, for an unforeseeable time. Mm. Like, I'm not sure when my mom will pass away. All I know is that she will. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Right. There was no timeline. The doctors, no. did they say two months, six months? Did they know? Did they give you a ballpark? They said at the longest with chemo, two years. Right. My mom didn't want chemo. Yeah, it's horrible. Right. So, yes, they said about six months at the at the longest. And then she lasted two. Jeez. And was it like, uh, was she back at home on hospice when she, she passed? Was on, yeah, she was on hospice. She passed in like in a hospice center. Wow. So within the last three days. Was she alone? Um, God, that was the other crazy thing about COVID. Yeah. She wasn't alone, but we couldn't be in the room. <sighs> My aunt was because it could only be one person at a time. Right fully like geared down yeah well actually it could be two it could be two people at a time so like my brother and i would be in there and then my brother would have to walk out and my sister had to come in Mm -hmm. and we would just take turns yeah yeah, just rotate yeah so my aunt was there when she passed away she passed away about like 6 52 in the morning one day on on a tuesday tuesday what date do you remember may 5th may 5th my mom my mom passed away september 9th Saturday was like 2.30 in the afternoon. Liver liver it's, failure. It's crazy that you're always going to like remember that Oh, too. of course. Just yeah. like 9-11. You, know, like, right, you right, won't right. remember shit between then. Yeah. You know, you remember little <laughs> bits and pieces. Oh, I remember we were in Vegas for that one Tiesto mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barely. But yeah. you remember when mom or dad or, yeah. you know, that 9-11 shit. I, right. It's very tattooed on yeah. the brain. And I can relate to you on losing a parent. I lost my mom, like I said, and mm-hmm. no ailments as far as cancer, but definitely, you know, the, the alcohol, vodka got her good enough to where yeah. it wiped her out. And, and there's no, uh, uh, like you, discussing with my sisters, is there anything we could have done? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I tried to. We all tried to get her to stop, but you can't stop yeah. someone from drinking. It's an They're, adult. Yeah. Like, they are going to make their own decisions. Yeah. yeah. And she would even hide bottles. I mean, yeah. it was, you know what I mean? It was like taking care of my daughter when she got older. Mm-hmm. I became like her parent. Mom, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Another absolute bottle? You got to eat. And it was like, you're not going to tell me how to live my life. Right. Don't scold me, Miko. Like, yeah, you know, and, but as much as I wanted her to stop and get help, she just, it just, she couldn't. And then the fact right. is she went to, just like your mom didn't say anything about being, having cancer. Right. My mom went to check herself in. I think it was August 21st of 2017, which was the day of the eclipse. Oh, right? okay. Okay. And my mom, it was the last time I talked to my mom, mm. like coherent on the phone. Yeah. And she was like, I don't feel well, Miko. I'm going to go to the hospital. And she was living up in uh, Nevada near my sister at the time. Okay. And so I obviously couldn't get to her. I'm still in Studio City and I'm living with my uncle who just passed away. Oh, wow. So there was like a lot happening. Right, right, right. And she's like, oh, I don't feel well. We're going to go to the hospital. Okay, good. And then two weeks go by and the doctors want to call us mm. at home. Yeah. Or, you know, her, her children to tell, hey, your mom's in real bad shape. Yeah. Two weeks, she did not let the doctors call us. Wow. Right. And then one of them broke protocol. Right. Because they were so concerned that they were like, we got to call. But by her going to the hospital and being in that that setting for two weeks, her liver was shutting down because she mm. stopped drinking. Her organs were failing. 
Wow. You know, and she yeah. was only 70. Right. But it's it's almost as if the alcohol itself was cancer. Well, yeah, of course. And, and that's why they say it's a disease. It's so wild. Yeah. So I can I just wanted to say, like, you shared with me what you went through. I wanted to share with you mm-hmm. what I went through. So it's not just a one-sided story. No, yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, and I could, you know, I just relate to you. And I, I don't want it to just be all sad, but we did go through this. And, like, that's why I wanted to invite you on this podcast, because we had such a good discussion at Starbucks. And I wanted yeah. to, like, at least... <laughs> At Shout least, out to Starbucks. Yeah, have you, and I know you do your own podcast. What's it called? One more time. Fandom culture. Fandom culture, and it's on what every. Yeah, I mean it's on it's on Spotify. It's on Acast. Those okay. are the two places you can find it. Okay. Spotify is probably the, your best bet. Yeah, Apple Podcasts are good too. Yeah. I, I'm on Spotify and Apple. Pod. I'm not on iHeart because you got to pay. Right. The, and I'm like, look, I'm shout tra- out to iHeart. Yeah, this is enough. <laughs> well, this is it's not them. It's the site to get on iHeart. Mm-hmm. You have it's Buzzsprout, which I went through oh, okay. at first. I use Anchor now. Shout out to Anchor by Spotify. Okay. But they Buzzsprout and along with a handful of that service or that. RSS feed right, right, right. to uh, iHeart, mm-hmm. from iHeart to whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they were like, you got to pay this amount a month. Oh. And I'm like, yo, man, I don't need to be on all those. And <laughs> I want to be able to kind of just do what I want. You know, like, right, right, right. I got to still be careful. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful. But, you know, you can, you can just be, it's more free form right. with a little bit of radio structure. And yeah, you know, you're so good at uh, articulating Ah. What, what you were, what you had to endure, and well, thank you. with mom passing, and then the radio career and stuff. I wanted mm. to ask you too. Let's see where are we at right now. Look, at the, we're already at an hour. Let's keep going a little longer. Okay. I don't want to hold you too long. That's it's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm having a great time. Yeah. I hope you're feeling pretty good about this. I am. Right. When was the last time you were a guest on someone else's podcast besides doing your own? Oh, I don't think I've ever been a guest on someone really? else's podcast. Yeah. No, you know what? I did one. I did one and it was over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a podcast um, for somebody who's in India. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Was it yeah. during the pandemic? It was. But yeah. I mean, within the world of K-pop, K-pop is such a global oh, yeah. thing. That's that right. It's from everywhere. So that's a perfect segue, Miss Brooke. Oh, God. <laughs> because uh, we did talk about this as well in Starbucks mm-hmm. when you were saying uh, the career. So let's let's now let's fast forward. Okay. Right? We've we've covered quite a bit in yeah. this hour so far. Your career, the family, the history, the origins, the broadcast roads that led you here. But then you leave Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Now you're not in radio anymore, right? right? Mom has unfortunately passed away, and right. then but you're back home in LA yeah, where you want to be, right? right, right where right. you want to be. Mm-hmm. Did you already have a gig lined up? Because now you work mm-hmm. at Disney, Disney, which is right down the street from right. my heart at the yeah. Tower. Yes, very fancy building, very fancy, very fancy. Yeah, and you work on the twenty seventh floor. I, I mean, do. you have the best view in Burbank. Period. It really is because there's really no skyscrapers the in Burbank. No, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But I love seeing like the Wisdom Tree and Universal and like we have some cool views. Do you ever go up to Wisdom Tree? I yes. hike up there all the time yeah, into the yeah. Hollywood sign right across the way. It's just such a hard hike, but it, I love it. It's good. It's I, such I, a hard hike. We should go up there. I, I'm always dead. That's the thing is like I love I love the hard hikes. I just have to be ready for them. And since yeah. I like just got over a throat infection, oh. I haven't been able to get back up there because I like I'm so short of breath still. Well, it's cold too. It's it, cold. This is good during the summer. You I know, know. Not I when know. it's too hot, when it's just not, when it's about just 80 ugh. or 78 degrees. If, we, if you really want to work out, yeah. wisdom tree is That's that what hike. I do. Yeah. You know, but I'm like a giraffe. I can cover a lot of ground quickly. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's no problem for me. But I hear you. But if you ever <laughs> feel like it, I'm a okay. big wisdom tree fan. <laughs> cool. I love the views from up there. I know. So, so good. So you come back to LA mm-hmm. and you line up this gig at Disney, which is you working in which department again? It is the, the sales and digital department on the playlisting team. Right. So you're creating. 
creating you're creating pro, you're essentially programming playlists. Yeah, pro, yeah. I mean the, that's part of it, uh, but a lot of it is visibility. So it's our relationships with DSPs, which means like Spotify and Apple and Tidal and Pandora and all of that. We have so much catalog that goes out. We have so much content and uh, just albums and singles and everything that go out. Not only on the Hollywood Records side, right? Um, which is Joy Wave, Almost Monday, Sophia Carson, Andy Grammer, all of that. But it is also like the Lucasfilm and Marvel soundtracks, the Disney soundtracks on Walt Disney Records. It's like the other. So we have all of that underneath the umbrella of Disney Music Group. We put out, you know, the two Black Panther albums. So, you know, the first time around was last week because obviously we had it was the 19 song soundtrack or the song soundtrack. And yesterday they added a song because Rihanna dropped another song, which we can say now. It was very like confidential until then. It's called Born Again. Born again. Just tell me what I need to do. It's not a single. It's a new track that they added. Now it's a 20 track album versus the 19. Like soundtrack for the, w- it's, Wakanda it's Forever? The songs, yeah. So they have the score album, ah. which was Ludwig Gorenson, who mm. does a lot of the Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know his work. Yeah. So it's, it's the score album, but then it was also music from and inspired by Wakanda Forever. So that is what Thames was on, Rihanna, and everything else down the line. That's dope. So we're the ones who are connecting with DSPs in hopes of getting as much visibility on platform as possible. I mean, that sounds like a very grown-up job. Essentially, <laughs> you're doing like architectural yes. programming and, and relationship work. It, is, it really is. And does it take honor. up most of your days? Like, is it how long yeah. do you work for doing Well, this? it's a nine-to-five. It's a nine-to-five. Yeah, well, it's but a nine-to-six for us, but, but yeah. then you get the perks... Because <laughs> per- I, saw, yeah. I saw you at the Hollywood we, Bowl last right, night right, and you right. were at your show. It is a Disney put on a, a grand. It was huge. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Encanto Live situation. Yeah. Lynn Manuel was there. Yes. Carlos Vives was there. Like it was dope. But um, it yeah, th- I mean, the perks for working for Disney are everything you would want them to be. Mm-hmm. And like I literally even got in the mail today my holiday coupons. And what those are is like literally they're they're they give you like. 50% off an entire meal for your family inside the parks, which is like our, our normal discount right. is about anywhere between 15 and 30%, depending on what it is and like what in the park you're trying to get and where what restaurant you're at. Fine dining, you only get 15%. But like if you're trying to get a churro, then you get like, you know, 20, so something, right, something like that. But like you get free admission to the parks and that's, it's not only Disneyland, but it's also like Disney world and Tokyo Disney sea and, wow. and Disneyland Paris and all of that. I screened Wakanda forever the day before it came out. And yeah. I want to like see that. that. Yeah. I heard it's really dope. Wakanda forever! Are you like a Marvel fan? I love, yeah, you I love like Marvel. superhero shit? I do. There, there are only a few of the kind of superhero brands that I really don't like, but like most of them like Thor is my shit. Iron Man is my shit. I love stuff like that. Black Panther is my shit. Um, not really a fan of Hulk and not really a fan of Captain America. Really? Sexiest yeah. man alive, Chris not Evans. Not at all. Not to you, huh? <laughs> not at that all. That guy looks yeah. like he's photoshopped, but that's no, him. No, I mean, yeah, he's a very handsome man. Oh, but yeah. like I, the story, the storyline to me, it just doesn't really like, you know, kind of It doesn't grip get me you. in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel yeah, you yeah. On that. But that's great. I mean, I'm sure people who love like the whole patriotism, you know, totally. vibe are yeah. like in love with it. That's dope. But like my thing, I love Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Because oh, not God. only in real life, did he overcome a shit ton to be standing today? But that's also the character that Iron Man is in the films. Yeah. And I think he plays it so well because it's what he's been he's through. He's Tony Stark by yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I, I, 
Even Stern had said he he should win an award for that. Oh yeah! Oh my if, god! If they at least handed out awards for best superhero movie, right. he'd have to because it, it's a fully realized character. It is. It and, is. And Iron you Man. Feel bad for him when he. You know, I don't want to give it away. Spoiler alert! Right. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> no Iron Man. I think still are kind of the best fleshed out Marvel movies yeah. that they've put out so far. Yeah, yeah I feel you on but, that. I mean, Batman is my thing. Yeah, I like yeah, dark yeah. shit. I know it's not Marvel. See, but, and I know. can't watch uh, like the Joker. Um, um, Joaquin um, Phoenix. No, no. Uh, the other one. Um, uh, Heath Ledger. Heath oh, Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, it was like the best. No, you didn't he, like it. No, no, no. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It was the best, but he reminds me of my brother so much. Really? They actually look pretty much alike. Your brother looks like Heath Ledger. <laughs> he, or, yes, right. like he resembles him. Yes, yeah. but like you he, resemble Steinfeld. Right, 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 right. I'm Steinfeld. Um, but no, I, but I think they're both kind of tortured in the same way. Mm. So sometimes watching The Dark Knight. Um, is like not a positive experience for me. Yeah. So like I love it, but also like what a tragic film just it, in yeah, and of it's itself. It's really gnarly. So many people are just quietly tortured people. And I, I really think that's what Heath kind of went through, yeah. you know, in, in, in his own time and, you know, away from cameras and things like yeah. that. It's like nobody truly knew what yeah, he was Yeah, he was very through. mysterious. And not only that, but yeah. he, he did his own makeup on that, on the yeah, character. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like just the yeah. stories that yeah. you hear from him doing The Dark Knight. I mean, the Joker. fucking role killed him. You know, right. not not the role itself, but him being consumed by it. Right. And, and that's, that's what, what I'm saying is like you you kind of have to be a, a broken person. Right. To let something like that affect you to the become to that a real extent. method about it. Yeah. Even Jack Nicholson had said to him to, to Heath Ledger, like this role will consume you like you got to know that going in. And yeah. and boy, did it. This town needs an enema. I'm surprised mm. that you are a superhero movie, uh, you know, fan because I just feel like you're too cool, you know. Like, what? You're, I feel what? like superheroes are cool. I'm like a nerd, you know. I'm I mean, so, okay. I literally saw. I just told you I was in marching band, like, yeah. like all throughout high school. Aww. I played the clarinet for ten. Years. I could see you like in the Mickey Mouse Club, though. No, you know, you I, have that face, though. No, I mean, like nothing like that. I was never okay. I was a part of like show choir for a little bit too, but mm. like hated it. Mm-hmm. So it's like hated it. Hated it. Everything that I do always has to have a more kind of like earthy vibe to it Mm -hmm. which i've realized over the years as well as like my vibe in and of itself because a lot of people mistake me for an extrovert i truly am not and to be at such a high register all day the way that some people in this industry are Mm. i know for a fact i cannot do so it's like when thing when you bring up so, like things like Mickey Mouse Club and you know like stuff like that or like that's what you more look like. Yeah. In reality, I'm such You're an opposite, opposite person. Right. Yeah. Like I have a YouTube channel mm. with almost fifty thousand subscribers. What's that? What's that? Let's, oh, just Brooke Morrison. Brooke Morrison. Yeah. And what is it that you do on there? It's it's K-pop niche stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like you would only enjoy it if you like travel or K-pop because I also have. I'll enjoy it because you're on it. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank you. Today I'm going to do some video stuff because we are going to House of Wonder where New Hope Club is playing. They're actually headlining night one, so it's really cool. It's not that I've ever stopped doing on-screen or on-air stuff. I have the podcast. Yeah, you're I still, still going. have a following. You're still yeah. flexing and exercising Some of my TikToks that, yeah. have blown up. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, no one's come back to me and been like, Brooke, we need you on our platform. What if... They call you. You were telling me that you might be doing an audition or, or you know, doing a thing, a demo with. Which is confidential. I know. I won't. I won't. But yes. But yeah, I mean, yes. You're, there's other it, things, there, potentials on the in the works. Right, right, right. But I also think who knows if that's going to happen, because also within the last few days, we've seen so many so much news about layoffs everywhere. Yeah. So to be quite honest, with hiring freezes and layoffs again happening. Yeah. 
um, for like the umpteenth time since I've been in the professional radio space. Yeah. Because let's be honest, since like 2010, radio has not been in a good place. Right. Who can even say if I would leave a, a, you know, a nine to five plus benefits and free entrance to Disney, (laughs) you know, for a potential, hopefully full time radio situation that wouldn't leave me hanging in six months. So if they what I think you're saying from this, if I can interpret it a different way, is Mm -hmm. you're not going to leave your gig at Disney Music Group. Right. To if if they offered you a gig on air somewhere else, you if, know, if they okay, so if they did, it would have to be in L.A. I'm not moving again, mm-hmm. so that is number one. Because mm-hmm. even after I was not no like not many people know this either, but after I was let go from iHeart in Miami, I was reached out to from about eight to ten different stations across the country. Smaller markets, smaller markets, mm-hmm. um, including San Diego. Oh, well, that's a nice spot too, though. It was, but the offer. Let me tell you this, and mm. try not is to this, laugh. Is this a Sketchomatic Show podcast exclusive? Oh my god! Yes. Um, no, but try not to laugh at this offer, okay? Because okay. after ten years in radio, this is what I was offered: a decade in radio, a Go decade ahead. in radio, working in Dallas, St. Louis, Miami, Multiple Charlotte, markets. Riverside, L.A. Yeah. Right. I was offered forty thousand dollars to be the producer of the morning show plus tracked middays. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Waking up early too. Thousand. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah, that's not, to live in is. San Diego. Not at all. It blew my mind that like a place like Cincinnati, Detroit at one point, San Antonio at another point, were offering me jobs that first of all were not able to be tracked from L.A. During a global pandemic, when everybody else was tracking from home, right. they wanted me to move in market. Well, because you're essential. Remember right. the essential right, right. thing. They know. wanted me, regardless of where it was, they wanted me to move in market, and I was not going to do that. Yeah. But second, the amount that people were paying, and I'm sure are still paying. Oh, yeah. Like, I, not a lot of people know this, but your favorite radio personality might not be able to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. It's almost and like a struggling comedian. That, right, there are bomb right, comedians right. that are literally sleeping on friends' couches right. that are the fucking shit. Yeah. You know, but they're just not, they're, they're not everybody's given the same opportunity regardless of talent. Regardless of, and that's yeah. really what it is. And that's what I was telling, I told you I, you know, was with a radio guy last night and, you know, I kind of had to like lay it out for him, which is so funny to me that you're still having to like teach kind of like the older guys in radio what we are struggling with, but yeah. to be quite honest, like the women in radio and I, I, I never like to be the person who's like, Oh my God, it's because I'm a girl, you know, things like that. But the reality of it is you have great male talent who are consistently offered large contracts and, and tracking jobs from top markets. And the women talent are stuck being someone's sidekick yeah. or they're stuck being in small markets and they will be until the day that they die. You did say it well. You were like, it's still very, the radio realm yeah. everywhere, at least in this country, is mm-hmm. still very much a boys club. Right. Very and much. It's, it's something like this. I will use one example and that is Zach saying, and I'm never going to take away from Zach saying that he's great at what he does and that he should have had a show offered to him by Westwood One. Great. He got a contract that was amazing. He's no longer with Westwood One. He's with AMP and Amazon. But what I will say is you have a guy who built something great Mm. and then was reached out to by a major market and a major company and was offered a show. Mm. How many women talent around this country would kill something like that Mm. and have never been reached out to by any large media company or been offered a show in the same way? And that's what I'm saying is like, taking nothing away from how great Zach's hang is. Right. But where are 
the female counterparts? Where are the female shows? Right. Well, Liz Hernandez is probably one of the first ones to hit yeah. in quite some time. I mean, she, quite was, some she time. was off the air for a decade yeah. and some change. Mm-hmm. And in L.A. especially, I mean, that's if you're gone for 10 months, it's, it's over. Uh, right, of course. Most of, of the course. time. For her to come back now, she's an exception, but at the same time, it was unexpected. And she even said on the podcast, she didn't want to take the gig right. at first. It right. was Big's wife who said, just take the fucking meeting. She didn't say yeah. fucking meeting. She just said, take the meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she took the meeting. And then it changed. Now, that's what I'm saying. That happened. It happened. Mm-hmm. It's ex- it's history. It's going down in the radio right. books. Of course. Liz Hernandez has her own show. Yeah. I feel like... That could still happen for you. It could because now she's like a pioneer of that in a sense. You of know course, what I mean? Like of she- course. But, you know, the next line of thought. And again, it's like not to be on the negative Nancy side of things. But since somebody like Liz Hernandez was just offered a show, it'll probably be a while oh, yeah, before yeah. they offer another female yeah. something similar. I feel you on that. I yeah. do. I do feel you on that. And there's only so many radio stations in L.A. Ex- exactly. You know, and but- that's the thing is like what I was also telling this guy last night is like whenever there's a slot that goes away, it is rarely then replaced again with another woman right. it is replaced with a, with a male talent and sometimes it's usually so, just somebody they, they could just throw in there like, right like usually a, it'll just be somebody who's tracking in from another market yep. or something like that i know there's a lot of work that's been done over the past couple of years to change that right but it, we're still in a place unfortunately where you know you or someone else can ask me why aren't you in radio right now right. or do you have any plans of getting back into radio and it's it's less of a question to me and more of a question to the industry in and of itself mm. Damn, I was really well articulated. Oh, I thank say. you. I gotta say, you're really good at, <laughs> you broke it down. It's like, uh, this is common sense for dummies. Right, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what the guy last night said, which is, I'm saying guy, but he he's on, a, you know, a radio team at a label somewhere, okay. and I'm not gonna name names. But mm-hmm. that's what he said, too, is like, you're blowing my mind right now, because you're saying things that, like, should I, I should already, ha- like, have clicked to yeah, me. Yeah. And what he what clicked for him the most was, again, the whole, th- the the thing about, you will have a woman in a mid-sized market who will never get moved up to a top five because those those positions are already filled and they're filled by male talent. Well, eventually it's going to evolve. It eventually, will. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It may take some time. So, but, but it's like, you know, am I ever open to another radio yeah. job? Sure, if the pay is great and if I'm taken seriously and if I can talk to fans and listeners the way that I, you know, have fallen in love with mm-hmm. over the years that I've been in radio. So it's things like that. And again, I hope anybody listening is not thinking that it's like, oh, my God, women don't get anything. I'm, I'm just saying the reality of it is. Yeah. And after as long as I've been in radio and as much as I've really had to sit down and consider my own future in radio and where I wanted to be and what my priorities were. This unfortunately had to be taken into consideration and had to be parsed in my own head mm. for me to be able to move forward. You see, you're blowing my mind. Oh my God. You used the word parsed in a <laughs> yeah. sentence, which is fantastic. Oh my God. Very well done. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, you definitely went to school. I did go to school at you one point. You got a degree for sure. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Shout out to Missouri. What if like you never had an inkling for wanting to get into broadcasting? Mm-hmm. What path do you think you would have gone down? I have no idea because this is always what I wanted to do. Right. And Mm. I, I picked the school that I wanted, the college that I wanted to go to based on that as well. So from the time that I was 14 on, I, this was it. Mm. This was all I wanted to do was either some kind of on-screen hosting or radio. So I, I have no idea what else I would have chosen. Um, if even given, like I had given myself the opportunity to think about it. Well, can I 
tell you what I think you'd what? be good at <laughs> besides the acting and all the, right, the, right, the right. regular schmo answers and yeah. compliments. It's but seriously, mm-hmm. in all seriousness, I feel like the way you speak and how articulate you are and you use the word parse. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I think you'd be a good uh, <laughs> a, a good like college teacher or oh, professor. OK. You know what I mean? I feel like because yeah. you're really what you like you said, you're good at talking and yeah. not everything involving talking has to be on television or radio. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, the ability to compartmentalize, I which is do. rough. Yeah, that's a that, rough thing. to Yeah. Do. That is something that I don't think is a strength of mine, to be honest, because compartmentalizing is actually something you should work through with a therapist. Mm. But uh, but at the same time, I have gotten very good at that. Yeah. And it's something that um, I think women are just inherently better at it, period. They are. But I feel like compartmentalizing as far as like there's just so many negative things that go along with the human brain. And like because sometimes I even forget certain things that have happened or certain things that I feel about certain things that have happened because I'm so good at turning off parts of my brain. You like drag it to trash and delete. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like people have to remind me of things that have happened sometimes. I'll see a picture. I'll be like, oh my God, I completely forgot about my entire career in radio, which is at this point two years ago Mm. when it ended. Sometimes I forget a lot of it that you were even in it that I was even, I yeah. mean honestly I'll have to be like oh yeah I did oh wow yeah, I was like a, a radio different lifetime ago yes mm-hmm. but I've compartmentalized a lot of it simply because it was such a negative right experience in in so many ways the the positives unfortunately the pros didn't outweigh the cons a lot mm. of the time it was a it was a lot and I know that and I know a lot of it is I don't want to say trauma because I think that term has been like, it's overused. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that I was traumatized. Like, you know, it's not PTSD or anything like that. But you do kind of go through a part of yourself that is, oh God, how do I word this? It, you're mourning the loss of something, but you're also mourning the loss of the idea of what that thing was. Not even what it really was. What could have been. What could have been yeah. and what you hoped it was going to be. Right. And that is such a demoralizing, saddening, frustrating process. Yeah. Because then you you question everything about yourself. Yeah, you second guess yourself. Yeah, because you're like, what, what even am I was doing? I doing? Yeah. Like this whole time, what do you mean? Like what? Why did they even do this in the first place? Like it's just you're constantly putting that pressure back on yourself. Yeah. So I've shut a lot of it off. Yeah. And Compartmentalized. Yeah. And sometimes I'll like remember, even with my mom, sometimes I'll forget she's not here anymore right and it makes you feel a sense of remorse and guilt even for that right. I, I i experience that too with my yeah. mom sometimes i i forget that she's that she passed away because i feel right. like i'm she's with me anyway right like and i talk to her in I, my oh head my you know? i talk to my mom constantly and there are even things over the past like months like for sure that i wanted to talk to her about that i've, I've been going through or i've been struggling yeah. with um and you just can't right it just feels so weird. Like it is. it's so dumb, honestly. Well, like, oh, okay, the okay, mom, he's life not here. is so absurd like that. It's yeah. just so. And and when I talk to my mom, I have vivid dreams of my mom where mm-hmm. we're having a conversation, and I can't ever really remember what the conversation's about. Yeah, but I do remember <laughs> that she's always like thirty five years old in oh. the dream, and she always looks great. Oh, and you know, we hug, and I tell mm-hmm. her, I know in the dream, I've told her, I know you're not here right oh, now yeah. like i know this isn't real right but i'm so happy to have see you talked you. to a therapist i know i can't I, I mean i can i'd like to get into therapy but unfortunately for you me should. i just don't have enough funds to really take right. care of it and i know they have programs this and uh-huh. the third uh, but again it comes down to time management for right. me right now 
I don't have a whole lot of time. I'm constantly right. working. I'm constantly busy, which I'm glad about because, you know, I, I told you I stopped drinking. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Which I kind of stepped my game up on production and just being more committed to the radio game mm-hmm. and the production game. Like, I'm always doing something. If I'm not working, I'm sleeping. And if I'm not right. sleeping, I'm working. It's it's just so... I live a very simple, content life now. Mm-hmm. I used to always be out at the clubs, had oh. to date the hottest chick, mm-hmm. you know, was doing all kinds of drugs and right. just partying all the time. And not out of depression. Well, maybe a little bit. But more so, just I like living that life. I get know? it. I get it. Everybody has their, their yeah. thing. Everybody yeah. has like their vices and, yeah. and everything. That just happened to be what it was for you. It was. Which I mean, by the way, I'm I'm very proud of you for not drinking anymore. Yeah. Drinking again is like you already know it's a disease. Yeah. And it can get really real really quickly. I think a lot of people don't take it as seriously as yeah. they should. Yeah. I haven't drank in a very long time. And you, I you don't, don't drink anymore. And that's what I was going to say is yeah. the reason I feel like we were talking about we forget, you know, our parents pass, our moms pass, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes not forget like, oh, my God, I forgot. I thought she was still alive. It's not like that. Right. Forget. You just don't think about it. Right. You know, you find yourself kind well, of because you don't want to think. about yeah, it. And you find yourself kind of distancing yourself away from that memory, mm-hmm. which then in turn kind of makes you feel guilty right. because you're like, oh, my God, I'm starting to forget even what she looks like yeah. or something. And OK, but my mom for me and the drinking, the, the connection is. Because my mom was an alcoholic and it mm-hmm. ran, it runs in my family. After my mom passed, I kept drinking. Oh. Um, it wasn't until 2021 that I decided, New Year's morning, mm-hmm. that I had my last six pack of Stella. And oh. every every sip I took, it was like trying to like drink chlorine. Oh. You know, it, like my body was physically telling me it's over. Right. Like right, we're right. done. No more of this. You've drank enough for three lifetimes, right. Christian. It's right. time to just grow up and yeah. try sobriety on from alcohol mm-hmm. just like try it on right. just try it on see how it fits see how you feel and plus i had a huge beer belly oh, beer yeah. gut and i'm i'm thin i'm already like mm-hmm. a wafer i look like the mexican version of dale from king of the hill i mean it was <laughs> it was it was unsettling yeah and yeah, i remember yeah. i i was actually kind of overweight but it wasn't healthy weight it was right of course yeah it, Beer it, weight, it was, beer gut. It yeah. was bloated weight, mm-hmm. alcohol weight. And yeah, and right. then I lost a bunch of weight after I stopped drinking, But and then I felt better, and it was like my mom helped me do that. Mm-hmm. It's like my mom yeah. was somehow in the universe, yeah. helped me get this job here, yeah. helped me move out of a bad situation when I was living at my uncle's house after he passed away. It was a bad situation with my cousins, and it was like a fighting, you know what I mean? Like oh, okay. physical fighting. Oh my God. So I had to leave there, but yeah. again, my mom, I felt like my mom, and maybe maybe she had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not atheist, I'm not fully religious, but I will say I feel like something is helping me. Yeah. And it's in it, a feeling in yeah. your in your gut. I, no, and I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. And I feel like my mom has been helping me since the day that she passed. Yeah. I feel like she helped me get this job at Disney. Yeah. I feel like she helped me move from Miami to LA and make that a, a you know an easy process. Yeah. Um, anything that I've gone through over the past year and a half, I feel as if she has done nothing but encourage me and you know kind of guide me in the right direction. So I one thousand percent I believe you, and I one thousand percent I also believe that. Like it's never great to lose someone, but what I'm saying is, when you do lose someone, you're gaining an angel. Yeah, because I I'm not a religious person either, right. and I would consider myself agnostic, and I know people hate that too. Yeah, but, but though it's okay to not know. 
There's yeah, a lot of shit I don't I, know. N- right. But I, I know I'm just saying, like, that the Titanic sank, but I, have I ever seen it? No. Right, But right, I know right. it's there. Yeah. I, but I don't know if there's a guy. I feel like my mom is a part of the mm-hmm. universe. Exactly. Like, she just, like, like Liz said it, energy yes. doesn't die, it just transforms. Absolutely. Right? And that's an older saying. She yeah, didn't yeah. just say it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm a very spiritual person, right. and the fact that I, I believe in karma. Yeah. I believe in vibes. Yeah. I believe in, like, just what you put into the universe it comes back that, to and you. that's not just karma that's the law of motion right right period. right it's right. people go karma is like a thing you believe in no but a law of motion yeah you change something here it's going to ripple effect right across the universe right. or across the world in some fashion mm-hmm. just like butterfly effect you know you of course it's the same but that's situation. yeah but that's what i mean it's like i absolutely believe that whoever does pass is still yeah. in in the universe yeah. around you somewhere yeah but i do not think that they are an angel or, you know, like, just again, like the whole, there's a man in the sky thing, you know, I, the heaven, hell, you know, things like that. Yeah. But yes, I fully believe that my mom is, is around. You. Yeah, she's with you. And you're yeah. a part of her. Yeah. Do you ever catch yourself doing mannerisms that your mom used to do? 1,000%. Especially more, you notice it more after she's gone, right? Yeah. Do you notice I, that? Yeah. And I'm like pretty much like, I look so much like her. It's just like certain in certain angles or in certain light or in certain pictures. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, oh, that's mom. It's yeah. not me. It's mom. Yeah. It's like wow, she's saying hi like to mom. you yeah. in that moment. And it, I'll laugh weird or I'll trip or yeah. I'll do something like my mom was very clumsy. Like yeah. she, she, we would go bowling all the time. She used to like fall in the lanes. And oh yeah, slip. Like that. I do that. Yeah, <laughs> she, and we like at one point we got it on video. She used to like try to ride bikes and she fell. I don't know. Oh. She, she was just always a very clumsy person. <laughs> so anytime that I trip on something, just like, yeah, I, I feel as if I am another version totally. of my mom. Yeah, that's very sweet. And that's, yeah. that's consoling to feel. It feels like she... Regardless of uh, angels and spirits and all that, it's you're biologically you are her. Yeah. And even right. though you're your own person, meaning independent yeah. thought, it's you're still connected yeah. biologically. And I find like my dad, my dad taught me most of how to do recording mm. back in the 80s mm-hmm. when I was playing Nintendo. Okay. And one, nice. I remember he told me one day you're going to need this shit. Mm. And he was right. Yeah. You know, he took off when I was 16. Oh, wow. You're lucky to still have your dad around. He's around. And and that's very fortunate. And I Ron, hope you, you try yeah. to... Ron, shout out to Ron. Shout out to Ron. Ron Morrison? Ron Morrison. That sounds like a real rock star name uh, right there. Ron Morrison, <laughs> live Ron, at the Troubadour. Ronald, you know. Ronald. Ron. Um, Brooke, I mean, I could sit here and talk shop and life and, and so much more for another 17 and a half hours <laughs> with you. You're such a delight yeah. and pleasure to talk to and no, very thanks. articulate and, you know, you, you're... Um, you're very mature for your young age and your uh, young look. Well, I don't feel young, but yeah, thank well, you. Yeah, well, I think you... I know, I do feel young, but what I'm saying is, like, I'm not a child No, you're not. Anymore. You're a grown woman, for sure. Yeah, I've definitely lived life mm-hmm. so far. Remember I told you when you got... When I saw you at Starbucks, I yeah. hadn't seen you in a few years on Instagram, and then my Instagram was hacked and suspended, but I already mm-hmm. told you about that, and I explained that on the podcast. Started over, and when I saw you again, I was like, you know, Brooke, you look like you've lived life. Not yeah. saying you look old. Right, it's just right, right. It's, There's a certain... What's the word? I'm aura? Looking. Yeah, a certain aura yeah. that, that is about people that when they've traveled and they've experienced loss yeah. and love mm-hmm. and whatever have you. But it's, it's like the Harry travel. Potter. Yeah. You know, if you see the Thestrals, that means you've seen death. Yeah. And that means, you know, you're, like, you're the only people who can see that. I, I feel as if I can now see Thestrals. Yes. Like, you, yeah, <laughs> like, you're there. Again, not to be nerdy, but yeah, I feel like now nerd. I can see. Right. 
Um, it's that kind of thing, though. It's like, you know, you are in a kind of twisted, weird club, I think, when like not only kind of like you're and I, it's not as drastic as this is going to sound, but like your ideals in life have been shattered a little bit. And like me chasing radio, I thought it was going to be one thing turned out to be 86 other random things that I was not prepared for right. losing a parent, uh, you know, and I was 27 when I lost her and, you know, things like that you do end up just be like joining a club with other people who have experienced the same kind of loss. All of that is a form of loss. Yeah. And, and lessons grief. and lessons yeah. that you learn from that. And right. then you, it becomes acceptable at some point. It's, it's the saying of carrying around a brick in your pocket. Mm. It's very awkward and, and it feels yeah. strange, but then eventually it's just part of you. Right. It's, it's like, Oh yeah. I'm the, I'm the kind of person where it's like once a day I have to remember that my mom died you know, like, yeah. Oh, well, that's just life now. It is. It, and it's it unfortunate, but you know, everybody has to go through it. And the people that lose children, I think are, it's oh, even worse. Lord. I, mean, I couldn't ended, imagine. Yeah, ends marriages, you know, it's, it's right. Gotta, oh, divorce. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, there are so many things that connect us all. And yeah. unfortunately a lot of it is grief. And I want to ask you this before yeah. we wrap up and, and, I okay. and then we're going to sum up the podcast. Okay. okay. Relationships. You're so okay. independent. I Are very you, much am. I mean, since I've known you, mm-hmm. I haven't seen you date anybody. You know what I mean? Like I've I dated have a you couple dated? Have people. You, are, yeah. Are you in a relationship now? And if you're not comfortable talking about this, well, we yeah. just wrap it up. Well, not at the moms. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, you know, I go on dates, yeah. you know, things like that. But I also am very comfortable being alone. Right. And I will not. Like I'm not looking for anything. Like yeah. if something happens upon me, that's great. Yeah. And if, but it has to be like a very special kind of situation and a very special kind of man, mm-hmm. I think, to want to be with me. Yeah, well, I hear you on that. It's going to take a yeah. special woman to want to be with me. Trust yeah. me, I can't even and handle I'm, myself. I'm not even like I'm not saying that in a bad way or anything. But it's it's just little things like you know no, even I on, am. even right. <laughs> but even on Hinge, it's like one of the one of people that I put it on my profile. I don't drink or smoke. Right. And how I know that someone's not right for me is when somebody is like, you don't drink or smoke. What do you do for fun? Ah, uh, yes. And it's yeah. things like that where I just know for a fact that like for me to actually get on the same page with somebody to where like I feel supported, I feel like I can support them. And like we're kind of like in the same you know moment in life. It's just going to be somebody very specific. Yeah, so. that turns into like babysitting too. You become yeah. like their mom and shit. Like, oh what do you God. do for fun? Like, what you know, there's other shit you can do. What did you do for fun? Not you, but them. Yeah. What did you do for fun before you discovered drugs and alcohol? I know. You and did a lot of shit. That's what I'm saying. Is like I've lived such a cool life, literally with no drugs and no alcohol. Yeah. And I have not drank since college. And, and life in itself, like that, is a fucking a sober life is a roller coaster. It, bro. I'm. I've had the best time. Yeah. I've lived in multiple different cities i have interviewed artists from charlie pooth to the backstreet boys yeah. including k-pop artists jackson wang you know things like that what about bts you, you make them? oh my god i want to so bad you haven't talked to them i would literally kill myself yeah I, like that would be the day that i could die happy that's crazy if i could interview bts hi we are bts yeah what does it stand for whoa do you speak wow do you speak other languages yeah what, what languages do you german speak german and korean that's right, because you're Polish and German, is I'm that correct? Polish and German, yeah. I remember you told me that when we first met, I did. see? Yeah, 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 and yeah. I remember. A long time ago. Because I was like, what the fuck is Brooke? She's so... Oh my God. You don't just look like a white girl. Yeah. You look exotic white girl. Like People I'm not think sure. I'm Latina sometimes. Yeah, you but look yeah, like you'd be Latina for sure, but yeah. it's, again, I'm not sure. And then there's Tex-Mex. Like, oh, yeah. you know, you look right. like you can be that kind of Austin, yeah. Dallas 
Mexican, but white. You can speak, what is it, German and Korean, you said? German I studied for 10 years, so I still have kind of like a 60%, you know, um, you know, I guess, um, like retrieval kind of Yeah, can you say anything it? in German right now? Something to... Hallo, wie geht es dir? What does that mean? Meine Name ist Brooke. Um, how are you? Oh, that's cool. It sounds so cool. I was always fascinated by the German language. Yeah, wie alt bist du? How old are you? Yeah. I don't know. How... I know. I found out that kindergarten was a German word. Oh, yeah, kindergarten. Kindergarten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. Which, I mean, it just means kids' garden. So. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool, though. You know, English is actually mostly, it's a Germanic language. We were so just a having lot of this our words come from yeah. German. I mean, English is to me the most standard mm. of all languages, even though it's also the most confusing because of all the multiple yes. meanings of the same word yeah. and spelled different English ways. English is very hard. It's very hard, especially when you don't right. know it. Right. Uh, I don't speak Spanish. I was born in Mexico City. I should learn. I know. I know how to speak Spanish. Like mm. I can roll the R's. I can do. But I, right. you have to tell me what to say. It's well, all everything's right. backwards. But that's with with like Korean too. It's like I was only inspired to learn Korean from BTS. Now you said so what like, BTS stand for one more time. Pangtan Sonyeon. And what does that mean? Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Wow. But they have not. They have not used that name in a very long time. That's why they're called BTS because they they took away like the the Bulletproof Boy Scouts thing. They have not gone by in a very long time. And they've kind of like reclaimed BTS to be like beyond the scene at some point. Yeah. But now their name is quite literally just BTS. BTS. No meaning. Had no yeah. meaning. Hi, we are BTS. But that is so fascinating. I had no idea what it stood for. I never Googled yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I was just, but you just saying it outright in Korean. How did you learn how to speak Korean? I taught myself. Wow. And I got like apps and, and work Like Babbel and shit? And like no, Rosetta memorize. Stone? Memorize and Pimsleur were the two that were really helpful. Hmm. Yeah, those are really great. And you can write and and I can write in Korean. In I can Co- type in Korean. And what about can, German? Ger- yeah. Yeah. I mean, German's easy for me to read and be able to understand. I mean, there are a lot of... The problem with German for any... Buddy who's trying to learn German from the outside is that they have um, so many compound words mm. that some words that they have end up being 20, 30, 40 characters long. Wow. And yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. And that's the problem is like you have to know each part of those words to be able to make sense of what that concept would be. Because mm. usually what what those words are, like I said, they're compound. So it's like you'll it'll be like meat, fresh, um, farm, store maker and that would just mean like you're the deli guy you know what i mean it's like so it, and how would you say it in german what you just said I have no, i have no that's what i'm saying because ah, i'm using that as an example i see what you're saying because that's the biggest problem i would run into with german is like there are a lot of things that i can say a lot of things i can understand except for those very kind of niche specific things or names of things or concepts mm. that end up being very long words because what we have in english is like we have kind of a different name for everything yeah but what they have is like descriptive words that they put together that makes the name of the same thing that we have a single word, word for. Right. right. Oh my gosh. And that's why those German and like Russian names, they run off the back of the Jersey or they go right, all right, the way right. around. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, the name, yeah, the last names in and of itself. So a lot of like German actual last names are pretty like solid and short. Yeah. But yeah when it comes to like, if you're Turkish and German or like, especially Russian. Yeah. yeah. It'll it become it ends with long. a ski, an SKI. Oh yeah. That, you know, well, yeah. And Polish last names like too are the same way. L- Lubomir Wisniewski. I remember yeah. he played on the LA Kings way My back when. My mom's maiden name is Rozyska. So that's like the Polish side of things, but also like they, they pronounced it in America like Rosicki. It's very fascinating to be just history like that. But that's why I like, that's what I'm saying is like music makes the world more understandable to me. And that's why K-pop became a thing for me. And that's why I wanted to learn Korean so that that gap became more closed. Yeah. Yeah. You filled it up 
Yeah. Very nicely. You're uh, it's very uh, you're well versed. Oh, thank you. Bilingual. You're trilingual. Yeah, I would not say that because I'm not fluent in neither German nor Korean. Well, I'll tell you, I'm barely fluent in English. I'm still learning how to speak as articulate as you are. I'm Ms. pretty Brooke. fluent in English. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were able to be as fluent in English and German and and Korean on this podcast with me, Miss Brooke. Yeah. I mean, it was such a pleasure to sit here and and converse with you about radio and life and uh, mm. loss and all that. I mean, I'd like to invite you back for another episode if you're up for it in the future. If you're I know you're not going to move away from L.A., so... Well, hey, uh, if somebody right offers comes. me $150,000, yeah, maybe. Then yeah, we're, we'll, we'll zooming. We'll we're zooming the next then podcast. Then we're zooming. All good. Okay. To sum up, uh, we've we've covered your, your career, yeah. uh, the ups and downs, the struggles you had to endure while just living the radio dream. And, mm. and you were doing it. You lived it. You did it. And yeah, right. it was a bit of a nightmare at times, of course. And <laughs> right. that goes for everybody. It's not Mostly just... Mostly having to move away and come back. Yep. But yeah. And not just great. move once, but twice. Right. And then three times coming back. Well, yeah. I mean, I've moved about like five times yeah. just for radio. Yeah. One of the first times being moving from my hometown of St. Louis yeah. to friggin... Uh, school and then from school to LA and then yeah so anyway yeah, I know you got traded around like a, you're an athlete and you know the you know NBA right. or something like that oh Brooke you're <laughs> you're gonna be in uh you know you're gonna be in Arizona tonight you know it's just like you're right. on a plane I know. out of here sometimes I didn't even know what markets I was on because yeah. custom they never really tell you but yeah I love how you're just so uh your lingo with radio custom and uh DSPs like you're oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. your shit Brooke Thank you so much, and I want to have you back at some point, and I do wish you the best of luck Thank when you. it comes to the next career move. I mean, it seems like you're happy. I'm very appreciative of you taking that. I have a lot of gratitude for you for being here, because I know of you course. didn't have to do this, and maybe bringing you back here it may stir up some old feelings, you know what I mean? Like, Because you were saying, God, it looks smaller here. It, does, know, it yeah. does look smaller, right? but again, it's like, you know, the first time I was here, it was so big and cool and in I, L.A., you know, but yeah, you're right. I've seen the world since yeah, then. You've, so. you've lived, you lived life and it slapped you around yeah. a few times as it did to me and many others, And mm. but it's going to continue. But you've learned to roll with the punches Absolutely. and I'm very proud of your growth, Thank even you. though this is seriously the first time you and I have really had a conversation. Right, right, right. You know, Which I do, you know, I feel like the first time that I was here, I think a lot of people just saw me as kind of like, you know, part time or board op, didn't really have to get to know me. And that's really how I felt with a lot of people. And I'm not saying that was you, but right. what I'm saying is like, I haven't. There are a lot of people I think here, it would be interesting to have like a sit down yeah. conversation. That's with. why I have the podcast, to be right. honest with you, Brooke, is because, well, one, I wanted to do something cool and bring it to the podcast universe table, mm. uh, so to speak. Because I have a lot, I feel like I have a lot to offer in yeah. terms of, you know, creativity and just right. doing weird shit and sound effects and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to starting the podcast to want to get to know my coworkers. Mm-hmm. And so I started interviewing all of them, right. as many as that were willing to tolerate an hour yeah. with me or some change. Right. Right. They, they, you know, some have been very gracious and some I haven't talked to yet about it because I don't really know them, but hopefully I will right. because I feel like they have a story to tell whether they're still in radio or not. Mm-hmm. It's still fascinating to me and to the few people that listen to this podcast. I mean, they're interested in, in people's stories and it's yeah. just, it's life, you know what I mean? And it's life in radio and it's not, the grass is not always greener. It's not. Absolutely not. It's yeah. usually, and you can't even water it in LA anymore because you'll right. get arrested right. by the water department. Well, hey bro, <laughs> the, the earth the earth is dying. It okay? is. Yeah. So, well, this is why I don't have anything alive in my apartment, Brooke. I don't have I any don't plants. Either. I don't know how to do plants. Yeah, I yeah. no pets anymore. Yeah. I'm just, I can't, I can't do it. It's, it's yeah. enough. It's enough already. <laughs> 
All right, Brooke, let's wrap it up. And thank you so much again uh, for taking the time. And I hope to see you again at Starbucks. And, you know, oh, yeah. we're friends. And I hope you can re- you can reach out to me anytime you want. You're a good person, Brooke. Thank you. All right. So let's try to reconvene for another podcast rendezvous. All right. Let's give it a year. Let's we'll give it a year. Back. All right. Let's give it a year and see, and see <laughs> where we're at. Yeah. Exactly. Brooke Morrison on the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Thank you, Brooke. Bye. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, essay. Okay, bye. Woo.